So I will also be using Isaiah, Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, Numbers. I also added 2 Corinthians and Hebrews in there, and I didn't tell Jerry about that, so she already had it printed. Underneath that, you will also notice a sentence with blanks. And that's so you can be involved with what we're doing this morning and perhaps fill those blanks in. What the Lord gives me to say may stick with you a little bit longer that way. So let me have a moment of prayer. Father God, just give me the peace and the calm and give me the words to say to glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So what is man's peace? Well, where should we start? Your bills paid on time? Lower taxes? A better job? Longer vacations? More money in the bank? Perhaps just a vacation period. That, that would be nice, wouldn't it? The list goes on. It goes on all the way around the world. But what that brings us to, it brings us to 2 Corinthians 4.18. While we look not at things which are seen, we're talking there about temporal. For things which are seen, they're temporal. But things which are not seen are eternal. That's where we want to be looking down the road. We want to see the eternal. Now, the Romans saw peace as what was called the Pax Romana, peace of Rome. And that went on from Augusta and all the other emperors. That was peace at the edge and at the point of the short sword carried by the Roman legionnaires. Do or die. In parts of the world, that is still the way things are done. You will believe as we believe. You will follow the rules that we have set down. You will worship as we worship. And if you don't, we'll take your head. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is very real today. Peace that is kept this way, that's fear and it's infused into society. And of course, that's not the peace of God. Peace of God is through loving and loving one another and loving him. It's peace of the heart and peace of your soul. So what is God's peace? That only comes through the Son of God, through Jesus Christ. It requires faith. As we find in Hebrews 11.1, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction. The conviction is a firmly held belief or an opinion of things not seen. That's faith. That's what the whole It's all built on, on faith. Christ is love. Christ is peace. 
the redemptive blood of our Lord shed on the cross for us. That love is free for our taking. We simply must acknowledge. We confess our sin. Lord, I have sinned. I have fallen short. Save me. Come into my heart. Isaiah 9, 6 tells us, For a child is born to us. A son will be given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Philippians 4, 7 through 9. We're going to look first at 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Let me repeat that. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, all understanding. Try and wrap your mind around that. All comprehension and understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Ours is to open up and allow it. But in this, we have a responsibility. Now, some may disagree with me, and surely I believe in miracles because I've seen them. But this isn't my standing up here waving a magic wand and saying, you got it all covered. Don't worry about it. We, too, have a responsibility. And that is echoed in verses 8 and 9. And it says that, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, Whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in anything worthy of praise, then we are to concentrate. We are to dwell on those things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And I'm going to repeat that. Whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, is lovely, of good repute. If there is any excellence, and if anything, worthy of praise, we are to dwell on that. This brings me to what is a real burr under my saddle today. And that, that's social media. That lovely engine of electronic marvel, the internet. You can find anything you want and a whole bunch of what you don't really need. I teach on Tuesday nights to about 35, 40 Civil Air Force cadets, Civil Air Patrol cadets. And one thing that I keep reiterating over and over and over again, once you see something, you can never unsee it. 
Once you hear something, you cannot unhear it. You might forget about it, but it's lurking back there in the back of your mind. And don't you think old Lucifer's not going to kick the dust off of it and shove it in your face at the absolute worst moment? So guard your eyes and guard your ears. And then please guard your mouth. Because words spoken are like a projectile out of a pistol or a rifle. Once it leaves, it's going to seek its mark and it's going to hit it. And you cannot take it back. What you do Speak so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. When you are upset with someone and you sit down and, I'm going to get them, and you type it all up and you hit send, and guess what? It never goes away. It is there forever. Just this past week, I found my words spoken 10 years ago on a photography chat board. Well, we were talking about camera equipment, and I was telling them how much I thought that the Leica was better than the Nikon, So, and, and I didn't put any little abusive terms in there. But I could have, and it would be a reflection 10 years later on me and my character. So just keep that in mind. That that peace that we have, we're responsible for others' peace as well by the way we act and what we say. Next, we're going to look at Colossians 3, 15 through 17. We are instructed to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts as we are called in one body and to be thankful To let the word of Christ richly dwell within us, we have to read this. We don't all have the ability that Edgar Cayce had where he could put a book under his pillow and sleep on it, and the next morning he knew it cover to cover. I hadn't found that to be true yet. haven't tried it really, maybe I should, but it doesn't work for me. Now I did it. I went and got lost. But we're supposed to let Christ richly dwell within us with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in our hearts to God. This is Chris. Chris always signs his emails to me, make much to do about Jesus, and we need to. Doing all we do in the name of the Lord, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Ephesians 2, 14 through 18 tells us that Jesus himself is our peace. It's all so plain. It's right there for us. All we have to do is read it and believe it, have faith in it. He brought together two groups. He brought together the Jews and the Gentiles. I could talk for the whole day on 
the Judaizers and how they wanted the Gentiles to do this, to become Jewish, and they wanted them to know and practice the law. 600 plus rules. Do you know you're not supposed to work on Sunday? And if you were sitting in a chair and you leaned backwards on the back two legs and those legs broke the ground, you're plowing. You've committed a sin. They were strict. And Paul said, how can we expect the Gentiles to follow the rules that we ourselves cannot keep? And so Christ brings the two together, the Jew and the Gentile. He is our peace. He brought those two together, and in his flesh, he admonished the enemy and the hostility which is in the law of the commandments and the ordinances, over 600 rules. Thus, he established peace. And for us, it must flow from us like water from a spring. The love and respect we have for one another, it flows from our hearts. We are one in him. This is what Jesus means when he says, let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. So when we have this peace, it will flow. And if it doesn't, it was never there to start with. When we come to Christ and say, Father, I have sinned, forgive me. Come into my heart. If it is real, the litmus test is that now we know right from wrong. We know our words are more powerful than bullets. Remember the old adage, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that is a bunch of, well, we won't go there. It's not true. Words can break a spirit. They can crush a soul. Be careful what you say and how you say it. So when we have this peace, it spreads. Like I said, if not, it was never there. Jesus said, by the way you love one another, they will know that you are my disciples. You know what a disciple is? A disciple is a follower of the master, of Rabboni. And our actions are to emulate as close as possible a mirror of the master. We are to do so that when others see us, they see Christ. Then people, when they say, what you do speak so loudly I can't hear what you're saying, will be in a positive vein, not in a negative one. So Christ reconciled both 
the Jew and the Gentile together in one body through the cross. Now through him, we both, the Jew and the Gentile, have access to the Spirit of God. Ephesians 2.13 tells us, you who were once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Picture a thorn piercing his, his brow and a drop of blood. And that one drop of blood taken in earnest would be enough to provide salvation for all of mankind. The cross. Oh, I could preach on the cross probably all day long, but y'all would kind of get tired of sending out from hamburgers and french fries. It's a full lesson. But I will say this of it. No greater love as a man or a woman than that they lay down their life for a friend, a family member, or even a stranger. And that's what Jesus did for all of us on the cross when he shed his redemptive blood. But I think maybe tonight we'll talk about Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 12. And we're going to put emphasis on 5 and 6. Very important. So we want to close where we started. I told Jimmy, I said, this probably is going to probably be one of the shortest sermons you all had up here. But I don't believe in beating a dead horse. I don't believe in overemphasizing. I think we're all adults. I think we're all smart enough to realize the truth when we see it. Or you wouldn't be here. I'm just wondering how many folks are going to show up in the next 20 minutes. So where we started was, peace I leave with you. This is the blanks to fill in on the back. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives you. Remember, that's the Pax Romana. That's the peace of the short sword. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. For Christ is there. Just trust in him. When my feet hit the floor this morning, the first thing I had come to mind was cast your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. If you will please in your hymnals turn to 340. And if you'll stand, they have just the refrain in here. We're going to sing that, and then I'm going to have a word of prayer and dismiss you with the blessing of the Lord.